Hello everyone and welcome back to Hope Reclaimed. I'm your host, Eliho Paringshaw, and we are starting a new series today on reclaiming our identity. A lot of times when we go through hard stuff, we really do question, who am I? <laughs> what am I here for? And, and what is my purpose in this life? So in this series, we're going to be talking about that and talking about how to step into our identity. And in this episode, we are going to be hearing from my friend, Tanya Sloan. Her story of healing from divorce and infidelity is powerful, and I think it's really, really relatable. So give it a listen, and I really hope that you feel encouraged. I'm so glad you're here today. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. This, this is really exciting. exciting. It is. Thank you for being flexible, because I did cancel on you once. That's okay. It happens. But you've had a lot of opportunities <laughs> recently for people, they've, they've canceled on you, and you have been a flexible person as you've been preparing to be a missionary in <laughs> yeah. Haiti. Yeah. Oh, God's had to work a lot on me in that flexibility stuff, so it, I'm, yeah. I'm learning. I'm getting better with it. When I was in, um, I spent some time in South Africa um, in YWAM right after high school and in, in, in between high school and college. And one of my YWAM leaders would always say, blessed are the flexible for they shall not break. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> and when you're in, you know, when you're in a, when you're in another country, that's a really good motto to live by. It really because is. You have to be flexible. And here we are in the United States and, um, you've had to be flexible with me. So thank you. And I'm really glad you're here to share your story, to talk about reclaiming your life. And all of the amazing things that God has done in and through you. God is amazing. I mean, we won't be able to talk about all of them, but right. we'll touch on them. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> but you are a part of the Reclaimed community. It's a small group community that I um, that I host here in the Twin Cities, and it's just been a joy to have you there. Cause oh, you, I'm so happy to be a part of it. Yeah, it's been such a cool perspective. But I'd love for you to just share a little bit about your story. You are divorced. Yes, I am divorced. And that's not your whole story. No, it's not my t whole story. It's a piece of my story, yeah. but there's definitely more that comes out of that. Yeah. So share so. a little bit about that to start, and then we'll, we'll dive into the healing. Well, I met my husband when I was 16 in high school and, you know, we did, we worked together. He trained me in at Pizza Hut. We were Pizza Hut cooks. Oh, really? Yes. He was a year What's ahead your favorite of pizza? I don't have a favorite pizza. I like to like just create. And I wasn't I even very into pizza. Okay. It happened to be near where I lived. And, you know, yeah. I lived a block this way. He lived a block that way. We didn't know who each other were. We went to the same school. Yeah. But there we go. We made a pizza. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I'm the second daughter of five daughters. So okay. this was my first job other than babysitting. And so I met him and, you know, one thing led to another and we ended up pregnant. So yeah. then, you know, from there, you know, led to marriage. He, he was graduated and I had my son the week before my senior year in high school. Wow. Yeah. But I still ended up, I finished school. I didn't like go to any alternative schools yeah, or anything like did. that. I actually finished early and wow. went off. I got married on December 27th of my senior year. And then I oh went off gosh. and became a military wife. And flew back for my graduation later, you know, at the end of the school year and stuff. So, so you finish, so you finish like six or you finish like halfway through the year. Mostly I, I had to take two classes okay. when I was out in Maryland, art and English. <laughs> and I had my baby, uh, wow. I would take it at night and he would watch our son while well, I went and took these classes. But yeah, so I, I was, I was a good girl, yeah. but I did 
get have a baby. So, <laughs> so anyway, that that's how we started. And obviously, when you're young like that, you're going to be going through a lot of growing pains together. And my ex husband, he was in foster care, so he had his own story, you know, mm-hmm. that led to that. Yeah, and we don't and, we don't share the right. ex's story; we share our story. Right. Yeah. So, yep, exactly. So he, we ended up getting married and then I went and met him out where he was already stationed because he was already out, you know, Mm -hmm. doing the military stuff for a good year at that point. So most of my pregnancy, I went through a lot of it on my own, you know, type of thing. And then the first however many months of our infant, I was doing on our own until I was able to go up and meet with him. But anyway, fast forward, we were in the service stateside and then we ended up being stationed overseas in Japan. So Mm -hmm. then he was out, out to sea a lot. So then I had to figure out I'm young. I have this toddler at that time and then I be, I'm pregnant again. So when I'm in Japan, I'm, you know, have a young, young, a baby and a toddler and the husband is gone a lot. So a lot of stuff going on. And in that I went from being a daughter and a sister to being a mother and a wife instantaneously. Hmm. So there was no room in there for me to really just, determine who I was that was my identity and so he struggled with infidelity throughout our marriage there was Mm -hmm. multiple instances of it but when it the final one um my kids were 13 and 16 and at that point I just couldn't I couldn't do it anymore we did like marriage encounters we went to a Christian therapist and stuff like that and but he didn't choose me he didn't choose to stay he chose to leave for this other woman at that time. So I had to go, I was shocked because I remember, even though there was other ones, I, I truly thought we were good. And I remember just thinking a week before that, I love my life. I love how it is. We were super involved with our kids, their sports, everything. Yeah. Other than at work, we were always together as a family doing stuff. Mm -hmm. So I, I was completely shocked. Yeah. And so I became broken. And for the next couple of years after that, it's really a blur. I mean, I remember yeah. parts of it and I remember the crying and I remember the reading the Bible to go to sleep. I mean, I, I was raised in the church. Mm-hmm. I always had my faith throughout all of that. I mean, I would, you know, be a lukewarm Christian at times and stuff like that. But anytime I always went to God, that's always where I went. So that's what I did then too. Even though I was, you know, I didn't think I would ever run out of tears. Um, I was trying to figure out how to even function through each day. But then I had a 16 year old and a 13 year old and I was pretty much doing it solo because he went from being very involved to not being there at all. So I was trying to be mom and dad while being broken. And then of course they're both broken. So there was a lot of stuff happening. So it was a blur. It was a blur. Yes. Yes. How did you get through those times? Leaning towards God, I did. Um, I went. I decided to change church, the church that I grew up mm-hmm. in and that I raised my kids in. I um, went and found a new church. God led me to a new church, and right. as I was there, things have grown and I've grown closer to God through a whole lot of experiences at the church that I'm going to now. I just remember a couple of years in when I'm starting to feel stronger and stuff. Mm-hmm. I got into. Um, doing a Bible study, actually started leading it out of my house. That group is still going strong today. That's I'm, great. I'm not the one leading it anymore, yeah. but you know, type yes, of thing. Yeah. But that, and then I um, got into helping in the children's ministry. And then I tried that for a little while, but my kids were older now and I kind of wanted to step away from that yeah. and do something else. So then I helped with some other things, but eventually it led me to the missions 
um, department, and I yeah. started getting involved with that, and things really started oh. taking off from there. So between that and women's ministries and stuff. That's been kind of your main thing. Yeah, it's just been growing me, and my relationship with God has been deepening through doing different Bible studies and wow. just being in that community. Mm-hmm. And then obviously going on different mission trips and stuff has just really been helping me discover who I am. So how long has it been since, since your divorce? It has been uh, about 11 and a half years, okay. 12 years since yeah. I discovered the final mm-hmm. um, infidelity, but uh, about 11 and a half years since the divorce was complete. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a while and going through that, I have been struggling with no understanding love and what love is mm. supposed to be because going from being so young and being married and then having the different things that happened, yeah. I didn't realize how, what love is supposed to be like, what it's supposed to feel like, what, mm. you know, how, how that is. So you, you, you know, you've been, you've been divorced for about 12 years. Have you done any, have you done any dating since then? I have. Um, I started a, a few years after and it was messy. Um, my girl, as it usually is. <laughs> yes. I wasn't ready. And I meant you might not even been in a few years, might've been a couple of years, but I wasn't ready, but I started hanging out with this girlfriend and, um, going, going out and doing, you know, going yeah. out and playing Texas Hold'em and, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know, just getting me out of the house. And, um, because it was a blur because right. you're in your pain. Right. Exactly. And, and friends try to help us and get us out of that. Yeah. Yep. 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 And she was doing a good thing. Now how I chose to act and stuff like that was mm-hmm. not me. I was, you know, having cocktails and I am not a drinker, you yeah. know, and, um, liking the attention from people that I should have not had any business right. being around right. yeah. and being in that atmosphere when you're in a, I didn't even feel like myself. Yeah. But so then I wasn't acting like myself Hmm. and I was making choices that I have had to struggle with because I felt a lot of shame for those choices back then. And some that have gone through the years since then, just, you know, you, you, you're like, you know, I'm never going to act like that again. And then another situation comes up and then you do, and it comes out of one, not understanding what love was. So, okay, somebody's paying attention to you. To me, that's love. And if they mm. make, you know, sexual advances and stuff, that's love. And if you want them to like you and want to spend time with you, then you, even though you know your choice, you don't make that choice. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So there was a lot of that kind of thing going on. And as that continued, I lost myself more and more. Mm. And I started to kind of to be buried in more the shame that I was feeling. Wow. Yeah. And it kept me down for a long time. And I didn't realize that all that was happening. Now, when I look back and from you the things I've it. learned, yep. I see what was mm-hmm. happening and why all that brokenness lasted so long. Totally. But when I did start to get a clue on, okay, I, this is not me. I cannot act like that. I started to change where I would hang out yeah. and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I started to change that. And then I, and as far as dating went, um, I found one, met one guy through a dating site mm-hmm. And I wasn't ready. You know, yeah. I wasn't ready, but I tried to be ready. Yeah. Well, then that led to another guy that I met. And then, oh, okay, I'm ready for this one. No, I was not ready for that one, but mm-hmm. I sure tried. What? And in this pattern that I was creating, mm-hmm. I was trying to find a replacement husband because I oh, knew how to be a wife yeah. and how to be a mom. And in order for this whole thing that I loved before to be, I needed to somehow recreate it. But you also didn't know who you were. Exactly. 
And so you you didn't know how to be single. So of course, what you're going to try to do is try to be a wife again. Mm-hmm. Try to be try to be coupled again. Yep. Because you weren't comfortable with who you really were. Exactly. And I was I was so used to giving myself to everybody else, helping them mm-hmm. fix things, helping make them right. happy. You know that kind of stuff. That was my whole life. So yeah. I needed somebody to do that to pour into. So. Yeah. You know, I like I said, I realize that now. But as but I was course, going through it, it I was just doing what see, I was doing. Yeah, yeah. See it. And these guys are nice guys, you know. Mm. And in my brokenness, I'm kind of making a mess of things for, you know, <laughs> everything. That's how I felt, yeah. which there's was more so much shame. grace, Tanya. There's so much grace for that. I just want to say there's so much grace because you were doing the best you could with the information you had at the time. I just wanted to let you know. I just want to tell you that that even sometimes when we're talking and sharing these experiences, we can sit here and we can just be like, "Oh, what was I thinking? Why?" <laughs> but we really are just doing the best we can. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you're you right. were a broken person and you didn't know how to. You didn't know how to act on that, yep. or you didn't know what you know what to do. Yep, it should have been a sign too, because when people would ask me about the relationships, I would constantly say, "Oh, it's complicated." I wouldn't label it anything but complicated, mm. which tells you a lot right there. That, yes, it was complicated, <laughs> but it's so complicated I can't even you define can't even it to you. Define it, yeah. Right, yeah. and and that whole pattern actually led to me with, with one of the guys that I met was a very good nice guy and he's he's a christian Mm -hmm. and we actually found grace together okay it was when we started dating that we actually came to we picked grace together and started going there you found your church right exactly that's really cool yeah but about a year into knowing him he had two children i had two children but from the previous yep our previous relationship yep yep. we both were dealing with teenagers we were both dealing with teenagers and he was he came out of divorce just like me we had a lot in common and in that I had this great idea. We should all live together. So I, they, they were living in apartments, stuff like that. And I had a house and I'm like, well, why don't you guys just move in with us? So we went down that road and what I thought was a great idea, we realized was a pretty messy idea. Mm -hmm. And even though you're two good people, doesn't mean, you know, and yes, we have all this stuff going on with our kids, but you can't take two broken families, put them together and have that all of a sudden make everything better. doesn't work that way, which is what we've learned through a lot of ups and downs. So after we moved in together, the years that we were all under the same roof, we slowly had to unwind what we had tried to be. And yeah, take take steps back to health. Yes, that's exactly what it was. And to the point where... We're nobody lives under the same roof anymore, yeah, kind of right. thing. But we but had to stop, yeah, because yeah. yes, we both yes. weren't healthy. We weren't. We had to work on our own selves, and that was my main thing that God was showing me. As right. I needed to, He kept telling me the message I've been getting for quite some years now is be still, be still oh, in me, and that is what He's been teaching me. Praise God. And I'm a very go 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 girl, so learning to be still. <laughs> was not an that's easy an, task. That's a hard thing. It's <laughs> yes. like, wait, Lord, you're asking me to do the impossible. Are you kidding me? Of course I have to work. Right. But how, I mean, how amazing that I just want to back up because I, I just want to honor you too, because to be able to just say, no, this is not healthy. I need to stop. That's a huge thing. It is. That's, and it's not easy. It's not. Cause you're not, not only easy. are you hurting in trying to do that, yes. but you're also hurting another person. Right. And for me, hurting other people it's, probably it's like ripping thing. the heart out of my chest. I don't want to ever hurt anybody. No. 
I want to help them. I want to care for right, them. You know, that course. kind of stuff. And that's, so, that's, your, your, your heart in it is so good for that person. But then, of course, too, you care for him. Right. You know, like you, you cared for him. Yes. There's a reason that you like moved in with him and did right. all that stuff because you care for the situation. But to know that it's not healthy and it's not good, it's not right. And then be able to stop. That's a beautiful thing. And, and it's possible. So mm-hmm. there, you know, there could be listeners that are, that are in a situation like that. And I just want to say there's hope. There's hope for it. And it's hard. Yes. But, to, but the strength that that takes to, to just take a stand and say, no, this isn't right. I need to, I need to take care of myself and I need to honor the Lord in this. And ultimately it's the most loving thing to do exactly for the other person. Yes. Because it, it's it not was. healthy. It was, and no matter how hard it was, and I delayed it quite, quite a bit. I knew inside I needed to, and God had really been working on me and teaching oh, me yeah. that. And I was working on that with him. But to actually take the steps to do it was really hard. And the only yeah. way I found that strength was in God. I don't, <laughs> I know that I could not have done it if he wasn't doing with me what, mm. what he was doing. That's so good. So, it, yeah. So it was, it was hard and it has been hard. Yeah. But it, it is steps in the right direction. Yep. And sometimes, and a lot of the times, I don't feel like the steps are going quite fast enough. <laughs> but it's not my timing. It's God's the, timing. But then the Lord says, Hey, Tanya, be still. Right. Because I'm fighting your battles for you. Yep. I'm doing it for you. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So what is, what's been the, the process now? Yeah, how, how is the situation for you now? Because, you know, you are pretty removed from it, and you haven't been a wife mm-hmm. since then. I mean, it's been 12 years. Right. It has. Um, so through that whole thing and all the data and everything we just talked about, mm-hmm. the whole time, one of the biggest things that God was working on me with was that I didn't think my heart worked. I felt, yes, I care for people, wow. but I had shielded myself so much that I would only let it get so far and then I would block anybody from any closer. And yeah. so in that journey, um, he finally helped me feel what he, what love was one by showing me that my identity was in him Praise and reminded me that it is in Lord. him. And so through that teaching me that he is love. And by loving him, he's teaching me how to love myself and trust myself because I wasn't trusting any choices I was making Mm. because look what they had gotten me so far. And that was that whole shame thing, the fear and anxiety about it all. So that has been a a big journey with him about learning about love between the two of us. And and we're not done yet. We're still working on that. Well, we're never done. But then he also led me. I I just want, I want to say this again, Mm -hmm. because I really want these listeners to hear this. Okay. I want to say this again, that, that you, you focus on loving God and then receiving love from him. Yes. That's huge. It has been, it's been huge. And it's also taught me to be, be still. Because when I feel his love the strongest is when I go off, I discovered that nature has always been a big thing Mm. for me and it pulls me and it lures me. I like to go camping. I like to go hiking. I like to be by water, whatever the water is, rivers, (laughs) oceans, lakes. It doesn't matter. When I get there, I finally know what it is to be still. I finally feel that peace that Mm. he tells us about because that has been hard too because I am a go-go go girl, you know, and be finding peace in that. You don't see it because you're too busy. So when I take myself away from everything so that I can actually shut it off, I truly, truly feel him. And I had that connection and that's where I've been feeling the love and learning the love. And that's when, when I'm still is when he reveals things to me and he, Hmm. a little at a time, 
his timing, like they keep saying, yes. has true. Whether it's through a Bible study I'm reading yeah. or a song that I'm listening to or a person that he happens to have with me by the water that day or whatever it is. Yeah. He he knows the ways to reach me, and I, I've learned that. I can see that you know, he definitely knows me because yes. he knows which messages I'm going to hear and how I'm going to hear but them. But then you're also receptive to it because you're expecting it. Yep. It's like, okay, Lord, where you know, where are you going to speak today? Yep. You're open to hear it too. And I had to learn that through the different Bible studies I've done, mm -hmm. the different, you know, he's spoken through other women to me to teach me those things. Yeah. So yeah. the being still, the getting away, the doing yeah. that, all that stuff has come from being in my church family, being yes. in those studies, yeah. being in a community of people who have fed into me mm -hmm. to help me to learn that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's all his perfect plan. And I see that's how it's so, working out and so it's beautiful. pointing to where it's pointing. And it's been growing me. Because in that, we do find our identity. Yes. We really do find who we are and who God has made us to be. Because we we can't get it from anything else other than him. Exactly. Yeah. I love that you're saying that. That's just that's and just then, the truth. And that's then just when it. we try to take that control back, which I do often, oh, and mm, get I in try. the way of it. And the Lord is like, hey, Ellie, <laughs> you gave that to me. Why are you trying to take it away? Right. Like, oh, you're right, Lord. Right. <laughs> and as each time it happens, the better I get at recognizing it and recognizing yes. those almost truths that aren't him, you that are coming are from a dark place. And yeah. growing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's been teaching me about myself and who I am and for me yeah. to begin to really discover who that person is and it's led to the purpose he's showing me my purpose which is perfect and i needed that i so needed to know yeah. what it was um, you're, you're so much more than just a wife and um and a mom mm -hmm. god has so much more for you right and he's you have you you've been trustworthy in the little and so he's giving you more right which is so cool and so i would love for you to talk a little bit about a little bit about this this whole mission in Haiti that you're mm -hmm. doing. So um, on our first trip out there, it was when we, we finally got into the country for the first time that I just felt this change inside of me. And mm -hmm. the whole time we're driving, there's a like a four-hour drive, mm -hmm. something like that, okay. from the airport to the village that we go to. And on that drive, I just remember as I'm seeing the country for the first time, just this emotion coming right. up in me and I was just quiet in the van and there's just tears coming down my face wow. as I'm watching out the window and it, it was like a sadness, mm -hmm. but at the same time, my, I actually felt something in my heart and that is the mm -hmm. moment I know that he was saying, see, your heart does work and I'm showing you how love, look at this love. He, wow. so the, just the biblical, um, break my heart for what breaks yours mm -hmm. was going through my mind the whole time. Awesome. I'm like, yeah, I understood fun. for the first time really what that yeah. meant. And since that moment going through that trip and every trip since and in between, cause I'm always working on this stuff, whether you're in country <laughs> or not, you're always working on it. And it's just continued to grow. And it's just, I've, I've said the whole time since that first trip that God has something more for me here. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I know there's something. There. He put it in me. I didn't choose it. I didn't even know what Haiti was about. I had to look it up on a map and do research <laughs> before I went. It was, I always knew it was going to be something in missions since I was younger. Oh, okay, really? It was always there. Yeah. It was planted mm -hmm. in me when I was a teen, but I didn't know where I would go or how that would mm -hmm. look. And so the fact that it became Haiti was completely his plan. This was something yeah. he chose for me. He already knew about it and put in me. And I, I know that because it happened in that moment. Right. And it's just continued to grow since then. And more recently, 
that the short-term teens has mm-hmm. led it into an opportunity where uh, with Kids at Heart for a long-term missionary position out there. So one of the things um, that at, as these short-term trips are happening, I'm also going every fall to this women retreat. And it's something that became very important to me. Mm-hmm. And every year, just he just fed into me something else. Yeah. And on this last one, this past September, September 2018, mm-hmm. was the retreat. And I went on it. And I brought my mom and another girlfriend. And they happened to have this breakout session. And, you know, I'm 11, 12 years removed from my marriage. Mm-hmm. Well, it's about failed marriage from infidelity. And I'm like, oh, man, I have to go to that. I wonder who could have been giving that. Right, exactly. I wonder who that was. Who was it, Ellie? That was me. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, I should go to that. And then I'm like thinking, my mom and this, they haven't, I should be entertaining them. Maybe I won't. Mm -hmm. Well, then you, they pulled you up front in the morning to have you do a little spell on it. And I looked at them. I'm like, I have to go. My mom (laughs) likes, okay, I'll take a nap. And the other lady said, I'll go with. So we went and I was so intently listening the entire time to your message. And I'm like, she's telling my story inside. Mm-hmm. I was saying, like, she's telling my story. I'm farther into it. It's fresher for her, but that's my story, you know? <laughs> and so then you were talking about reclaimed and I'm like, I think I'm, I think God has me in here because I'm supposed to be doing something with this. Wow. So on the way out and I'm not general, I'm not a shy person, but I don't generally go up and say, Hey, good job and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Especially when it's a group like that. But as I was walking out, I yeah, had yeah. this very strong nudge that I was supposed to come up and talk to yeah. you. So I went up and I told you who I was and was just thanking you for talking. And then the next thing I know, you're like, what's your name? <laughs> and I repeated what my name was. And then you scrambled and grabbed the, you know, and then mm-hmm. you start telling me this. Why don't you yeah. tell that part? Yeah. So, yes, the Lord gave me a word of knowledge for you, which is a which is something that's really just something that I shouldn't know because I'm able to as Christians, we believe that we can we have communion with the Holy Spirit. We have mm-hmm. we have a connection with him where he can tell us things about about people that are encouraging and loving and uplifting because he wants to communicate to his children. Right. And we're complete strangers. We're complete We've strangers. never met We've never and you met. don't sign up for these classes. No. So you did not know I would be no, there. No, no, no. I did not know you were, you were going to be there at all. And I, as I was preparing for, for this breakout session, um, that I was speaking at and, um, pretty nervous. I was pretty nervous for that one. And I was going to the bathroom, you know, because <laughs> that's to, the place where God talks still, to us, right? Oh, well, yeah, obviously. Um, so I was just going to the bathroom and I just heard the name Tanya in my spirit. And I really believe that that was from the Holy spirit. Cause I was like, I don't know a Tanya. And I wrote it down. And as I was writing it down, I just, I, I had a word about, about bringing back joy and about child, childlike joy or something mm-hmm. like that. And, um, and so then I was, I had that kind of in the back of my mind. And then when you came up and you said your name was Tanya, I was like, well, obviously this is for you. And then it was so interesting because your name was spelled the same way too. Yes. And there's so many different ways that you can spell it. But I, you know, I really, I, I've been praying for the opportunities to be able to step out in those ways because Mm -hmm. I do believe God speaks that he does really care about us and he wants to communicate to his children. And so we actually have to put ourselves in a position of, this is getting off, off topic, but this is about hearing from, from God, right. you know, where we, where we really do have the opportunity to hear from him and then be able to, um, we have to step out in faith though yes, yes. in that stuff. And so, you know, I could have heard the name Tanya and just forgotten about it, but, but I've been practicing that 
where I've been, okay, Lord, I really want to be in tune with what you're saying and what you're doing. And it sounds like that's what you've been doing too. Yes. And the thing that too leading into coming, yeah. coming and talking to you that day is in the morning, I do this most of the retreats. I get up earlier than everybody else. Because you go stand by the water. And I go sit by the water <laughs> yes, when it's course. still dark with my little flashlight. Oh. And I do my own private prayer and Bible yes. study time and watch the sun come up. And on that morning... Because as we know, as we've been talking, mm -hmm. I've been going through this journey of healing yeah. and trying to figure out what's going on with Haiti, what's going on with my yes. heart, you know, all that. Yep. So I'm talking to him a lot about it that morning. Mm -hmm. And I I literally, you know, that thing where you say, just open up the sky and tell me. Or just give me a word. I yes. had a morning like that. Wow. And then the ne a few hours later, I'm talking to you and you're telling me this. So the message just really hit home. And I knew he was talking to me, but I had to be open to hearing it. Yeah. It's just like you had to be doing what you were doing mm -hmm. to hear it. Yep. And so he orchestrated that perfectly. He did. He made He's sure so I heard good. from him. Yes. It was amazing. He's so, so good. Yes. And so then from there you had an, you had the, um, a lot of, uh, kind of a series of events I that did. led you yes. to make this decision yes. to move to Haiti. So, um, at these retreats, you don't get much sleep. So I'm home a couple days later and I am trying to catch up on my sleep yeah. and I have to work the next morning okay. but God has a different plan on that night too hmm. so you know he starts talking to you and then all of a sudden he doesn't want to stop <laughs> you know which is great but at the God same time it's like what wants. is happening am I losing my mind you know just all no, that kind will, of thoughts he will make up for your sleep yeah, yeah. He, can, I, he will multiply your sleep right in the, I'm hoping in the on that days. at some point yeah <laughs> um so I he wakes he's telling me to make a timeline and I'm like make a timeline what are you talking about <laughs> you know I'm tired I need yeah. to sleep <laughs> <laughs> so for the next hour, at least I battled with it and I was okay. trying to sleep and he wasn't stopping. Oh. And so finally, like I got up and I'm one of those people that keeps like every record there is not, I'm not, I, I organize it, but I yes. do keep specific things. Yeah. And so I'm you like, all right, organize. I'm taking out some bins from my closet and I have them on my floor and it's probably like 11 o'clock at night at this okay. point. I normally be sleeping for at least a couple mm -hmm. hours. Well, I'm just like, all right, what am I making it on? So I'm pulling stuff out about the divorce, you know, like divorce mm -hmm. dates, stuff like that. And I'm pulling out the stuff from all the different retreats and, you know, just yeah. different things. And I'm laying yeah. it out. So then I'm also an accountant. I work in yeah. finance. So I'm a numbers person. Yeah. So I'm throwing dates down and I'm, you know, doing all this stuff on this yeah, paper, I which I do have to this day. It's right here in my Bible. Yeah, and um, as I'm putting it together, I'm noticing patterns. Mm -hmm. And so I throw this timeline together. And he completely spoke to me through it. Mm -hmm. And once I got to a certain point with a certain message from him, finally I was able to go to sleep. I had to get to up for work for like four hours from then. But I was able to go to sleep. And I still wasn't sure of everything that it meant, yeah. but he has spoken to a me start. a lot through it since then. A lot of things. Yes. And it's helping yeah. me. I recommend everybody make a timeline of some sort of their life of happenings because I believe he'll speak to it. you through it. Yeah. Yes. So, wow. and the significance of that is talking to you and getting that message, this timeline. Well, then a couple of days later, I'm on a, just a routine meeting with kids at heart because I'm one that's been leading the mm -hmm. short-term team. So we're preparing for our next trip and there was things we need to discuss. Yeah. So as we're discussing and as we go through it in the end, and it wasn't something that they had really planned mm -hmm. and it's not something I really had planned. But all of a sudden in the end, and if you talk to the two gentlemen to this day, one of them's the founder of Kids at Heart okay. and then one of his staff. And at, in the end, it comes out of, well, how about we have you leave that county job and take this full-time spot that's needed in Haiti? And I right away said yes. And they were like taken back because it was like, were they serious? Weren't they weren't serious? I didn't know. They didn't know. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like. 
because these things just happen. And I oh. believe God said I'm supposed to do this, oh, you know, plus it's that feeling I've had mm-hmm. for all these years, it's knowing talking. something more was coming and your message about youth. And it had something to do with kids in my yeah. head. It had kids at heart, the orphans in Haiti, mm. just different things that yeah. we're doing. Cause the whole thing is about being in Haiti and teaching children to know and love Jesus. Yeah. So that's all about youth and you know, about God and, it's so important. So just these things lined up. I knew I was supposed to do that. And, you know, fast forward, I've taken on the position. Yeah. I am part of kids at heart staff and I'm currently in the fundraising stage to be able to move there and, you know, it's laying so the groundwork cool. and stuff. So coming from a broken place yeah. and all the healing that he has been doing and what he's been teaching me, I know that Haiti is part of that journey and he's got more. Yeah. He's going to teach me there, but also just to be able to be used how he's, how he's using yeah. me mm-hmm. is just, it's overwhelming. It's humbling. It's, it's so beautiful. And you know, he that, uh, that other, yeah. you know, what else they say in the Bible that he takes broken people. Yeah. And that's how I feel. He's taken somebody cause I have been broken yeah. and he's healing me. And in that he's using me for something. And it, it's just amazing and yeah. overwhelming. And it gives me goosebumps when I talk I about it. I have goosebumps <laughs> right now talking yes. about it because, because you were in such a broken place. I mean, we have all been in that place of just like, oh my gosh, this is never going to get better. This is always the way it is. And then, okay, well, I just have to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's a very common theme. Especially with my personality because I help everybody else. Nobody needs to help me. I got my act together, mm, which is such yeah. a lie. <laughs> yeah. I need God. I can't do it without right. him. Right. And, and so, and when, when we feel, when we feel like we can't do anything and then it's like, well, I'll just turn to this thing. I'll turn to, and you know, some people turn to drugs and alcohol. Some people turn to food. Some mm-hmm. people turn to other relationships or all of the above, you know, yep. it depends mean, on the day, one or the other. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But we have got to turn to the Lord. In it. And, and there's an opportunity to do that at every single moment. Mm-hmm. And I see that in that timeline, I mean, I haven't, I haven't actually seen your timeline. Oh, I'll but, show you. Oh, I would love to see it. <laughs> okay. I, that, that's actually really encouraging. I think I want to do that too. But, but I, what, what, what I see you do is that there were, once you realized that this was not the plan, this was not what, where you wanted to be taking those small incremental steps towards um, towards wholeness and towards Jesus, those are, those are like, you know, really powerful steps towards healing and restoration. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is always extending healing to us. And I think sometimes we just have to keep turning and receiving it. And for, you know, those 11 years, you had, you had those, you had opportunities and here you are now Mm -hmm. with so much joy, so much excitement for the future. I think, I just really hope that this is encouraging for, for other people that, that even, you know, 11 years later, you may, you still don't know what everything is and what all Mm -hmm. this means. And it could still be really, really hard, but, but continuing to just press in and go after God. Right. Because he's there and he is so willing to to, to show us his plan. Like it's going to come. Yes. <laughs> I just like listening to your talk when you start doing I just that. Really it's just, excited. I, I'm just like, okay, what's she going to say next? <laughs> I'm, I'm eating and feeding um, on every word coming well, out I'm, your mouth. I'm, re- I'm just receiving what, yes. what every, all of the wisdom that you have too. It's just so, it's so important. So good. Um, so who is Tanya? I am a child of God. I am a daughter of a king. 
I'm a mother. I am a sister. I am a daughter. I am Mm -hmm. a friend. I'm all those things, but I belong to Jesus. And that's how I want to live my life. And it's not going to be perfect. I know there's still going to be really hard times. I know that there's still a lot more growth that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And there's so much more I need to learn, but it's exciting knowing that I'm on the right path that he's leading me and I truly, truly want to follow wherever he goes because his plan is the best plan. His plan is way better than any plan I can come up with. And that has taken a lot of hard lessons to learn. Yeah. So I just, I know I'll still fall, but I know how to forgive myself and not beat myself up about it and just turn back to him when that happens. And he's there. He's there. He never leaves. I'm the one that turns. I just got to remember where he's at. Yeah. Your identity is in Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. That's, that's what we have to keep going back to. And that's what I really hope that listeners gather from this too, that we have to keep our identity firmly in him. And even if we've, we've never known who we are, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how, what you've gone through. The Lord will show you who you are. Yes. Cause he's the one who made you. So of course, why not get your value from the one who created you rather than from everything else? And then you take that whole part of me that is wants to be there for people and care for people. Mm -hmm. Well, the best way for me to care for people is to live like his example. And then they get that from me just automatically what flows out. And I would rather help them in that way Mm -hmm. than maybe some of the ways I've tried in the past, you know, that is the best way. Yes. That is is the best way to get it. Yep. And he's taught me that. So I'm thankful for that. I love it. So if somebody wants to, if somebody's listened to this and would like to support you, because you are, you are fundraising yes. for the work that you will be doing in Haiti full time, <laughs> moving there, yep, leaving my job for, for the other job. <laughs> so exciting. If somebody wants to follow you or get more information, where can they do that? There is a website. It is www.kidz, K-I-D-Z, A-T-H-E-R-T. Dot org and then um, backslash Tanya Sloan backslash is my specific page. Great. But yes, and I will put that information in the show yeah, notes. In case I said want... it wrong or you didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so it's kids at heart, K I D Z A T H E A R T dot org. Exactly. Slash Tanya Sloan. And all that information will be in the show notes. We'll like tag it away because you all should go follow what Tanya's doing and. Um, and give, give out of abundance because the work you're doing is important and you are giving out of your own identity Yes. rather than just from an empty vessel of not knowing who you are. Praise God. He loves you so much, Tanya. He loves you so much. Listeners, he loves you so much. It's wild. (laughs) Pray and ask the Lord for, you know, that, that open the heavens, moment because who knows that might actually come it It, will come yeah yeah thank you so much for being here tanya you were so wonderful thank you for having me i love you i love you too i love you too Wow, Tanya's story is so powerful, and I am so blessed that she was willing to come on the podcast and share with you guys. I hope that you feel really, really encouraged, and knowing that you're not alone in this, that this is hard stuff that we're all struggling with, and we make mistakes, and God redeems everything. If you are interested in partnering with Tanya in what she's doing in Haiti, you can find her information and her website in the show notes. And give her some love, show her some love and and even partner with what she's doing. But thank you so much for listening to this. If you are 
enjoying this podcast, please subscribe to it and give it a rating on iTunes. That really does help me out. Remember, there is healing and there is redemption in Jesus. And there's always hope. Because remember, hope is my middle name. We'll see you next week.